And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Are you losing your mind at just my TikTok is now just me guessing paint colours? It's just because this is the funnest game. A little, okay, a little yellow, a little white, handful of blue and a lot of red. So that would be the blue and the yellow would be like a, a dark green, be a dark green and a lot of red with a hint of white. Would it be mauve? Would this make like a, a dark... Like it would be this, it would be like a dark mauve colour. Oh, uh, oh, I don't know. Now I'm really. Uh, did it go into white paint or did it go into a gelatin? No, I'm changing my mind. Confident this went into white paint, so it should be a much lighter mauve. Oh, God, come on, give me this wing, give me this wing, give me this. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dogs Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Saturday, October 3rd. That was exhilarating, trying to find <laughs> out what that paint color was going to be. I'm Jay Skeets, and joining us live here, as always, we got Tass Mellis. Hey, everybody. Hey, Tassie. We got the bearded one, Trey Kirby. hey Hey, yo. yo! We've got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Leolis. Friends. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, making the magic happen, JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. That was excellent, JD. I was uh, again. I was enthralled with what the pink color was going to be in that can. The suspense was killing me. That's for sure. <laughs> was it a gelatin? <laughs> Shout out to everybody joining us live right now on YouTube here on a weekend. Keep your questions and your comments coming for our next beach stepping podcast. You can email them in no dunks at theathletic.com. You can tweet them in at no dunks inc. All right, today we're going to get to the Sixers officially hiring Doc Rivers as their next head coach, Trey. It's Saturday, but you got Five Star Friday for us because we had no show yesterday. So that'll be a blast. We got Tweet of the Night as well. But we start with Game 2 of the NBA Finals. LeBron James, 33 points, 9 boards, 9 assists. AD, he made 14 of his <laughs> first 15 shots on his way to 32 points. Lakers take the 2-0 lead in the Finals by beating the shorthanded Miami Heat. 124-114 to on Friday night. Tass... What's the big takeaway from this one? Because I'll be honest, it felt like a game from February. Uh, it did not feel really like the NBA Finals, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It felt like the JV team versus the varsity team, especially uh, when you're watching one team just play zone. They know that they don't have the talent of the other team, and they just got to kind of get lucky. They can't play man, and so kind of like that, especially for the casual viewer tuning in. They see, oh, this is that shorthanded Miami team that – is really the big-time underdog, the David and Goliath. You can see it right there. They're playing zone against the other team that's just bigger. And you said Anthony Davis. Man, they didn't even have to run a play for him. <laughs> they, they didn't. They just throw, throw it up. Throw it up. We're, we're bigger than they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Anthony Davis will get the rebound. He had six big, uh, sorry, eight offensive rebounds. It was too easy for that dude. It was. <laughs> did they run a play for him? I mean, they gave him a couple of plays, but he was 15 of 20 in this game. <laughs> Uh, it was 
absolutely ridiculous. You know LeBron came on at the end to make sure that the lines are pretty even. <laughs> I know LeBron, as soon as they get to three wins, the closeout game is going to be all LeBron. The guy oh, wow. is all about timing. When the, everybody's getting ready to jot down their MVP nomination, their MVP vote, LeBron's going to have a great game. He's saving it. He's saving it for when they're up three. Uh, hopefully the Heat can win game number three. But the scary thing is around LeBron and AD and Dwight, the Lakers guards, starting guards, were pretty horrendous from three-point land. And mm-hmm. they still won this game handily. Danny Green, one of eight. KCP, two of 11. And so those guys combined three of 19 uh, if those guys even you know hit a few shots, this game is uh, a real big blowout. The bench definitely came in and helped out, uh, but it's just scary. Uh, there's no bam. There's really no chance. Kelly Olynyk had the game of his life, uh, and and <laughs> in his place, and it didn't work out. Uh, it's just they're just too shorthanded at this point. Yeah, I mean the Lakers took 47 three pointers, Lee. You know, they only hit 16. Like Tass said, a lot of their guys struggled. Uh, you know, KCP and Danny Green, they were not hitting a lot. Unfortunately for the Heat, okay, that's good. That maybe is the game plan, right? You know, hope that they miss a bunch of threes, which they did. But then it was way too easy inside for the Lakers. They hit like 16 consecutive twos at one point, you know, late in the first to the third. I mean, they just never missed. They shot great overall because they were just parading inside. And then, like Tass said, the offensive rebounds. The, like the stretch where AD had three offensive putbacks <laughs> in like the span of a minute and a half or whatever the hell it was. Like, Oh my God, you got it. Okay, you made them shoot a bunch of threes. They shot more of their type of percentage, like that 33, 34%. That's good. But all that other stuff, like I said, you don't really have a chance here. No, you don't. And uh, look, Anthony Davis, we know, is a great player. He's never been to the finals before. So there was maybe a bit of a question as, as to whether or not he would get nervous on the big stage. <laughs> right. But it's certainly, it's not the case. And look, Kelly Olynyk and Jimmy Butler and, and the Heat, they, they, I thought they competed last night. Yeah, I actually uh, thought they, yeah. they gave it everything they could. But you just can't, you know, there's a, just a, such an enormous gap in talent there and athleticism as well. So it's like there's really not much that he can do at all. You know, Leonard can try to get out there and put his body on there. Uh, and Olenek was trying hard. But Anthony Davis is just too tall, too strong, too good. And uh, really, I mean, there's like Eric Spolstra can try all these different combinations. But ultimately, when a player is that good, there's really nothing you can do about it. So for the Heat, they had some opportunities to make this a sort of a two-possession game mm-hmm. in that third quarter. That, that was when they had their best quarter of the night. But the Lakers' defense as well, it can just lock in when need be. And some of those shots that the Heat took, and some of them they made, were contested and tough shots. And it was like, they're giving everything they can, but there's, they're just too good. The, the Lakers are just far too good, especially as, they, as the Heat are shorthanded here. So, um, look, I'm going to stay positive and just say, you know, Danny Green and KCP missing all those threes. Maybe there's a window there for the Heat. But, uh, you you, you know, for, even if Bam comes back, and, and it sounds like he's a little bit closer than Dragic anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, even if he comes back, though, you know, he's probably not going to be 100%. The Heat just need to be a perfect game on both ends of the floor. And that means not turning the ball over, not giving you second chances, and then hitting pretty much everything they throw up at the Lakers. So... It needs to be needs something like crazy like that needs to happen for them to even keep it close right now. But uh, the way it's going, it's really tough to see how this won't be a four game series. And uh, I will say right now though, uh, it's it's uh, Anthony Davis's MVP. It, it is because Ooh. because the mm, thing is because I say that because LeBron has been brilliant and he's putting up great numbers. But it's kind of like yeah, we know we know you can do that. <laughs> Davis is actually like rubber stamping himself in this series as, yeah. as just a dominant force. And it's kind of like, yeah, I mean, how can you not give it to him right now? How can you not give it to him? Because oh, LeBron, 
I, I had LeBron after game one, but that was me. I think most people still had Anthony <laughs> Davis as the finals MVP. And after last night when, you know, look, a good player being red hot in game two of the finals, uh, it was incredible. So I'd say right now, Anthony Davis is, is ahead in that uh, I, I category. will say uh, LeBron has not helped out in another finals MVP race with Kendrick Perkins on Twitter saying, AD's the best teammate he's ever played with. No disrespect to Dwayne Wade and all this. And then Dwayne Wade even okaying that. Yeah. Uh, that's tough because that third quarter, Anthony Davis in the third quarter, Trey, I thought was like, you're right, Tass. Like a lot of it was those offensive putbacks, that stretch there. But they were running some plays for him because he had Crowder on him, jumpers in his face. Oh. Sorry, too small, buddy. Too small. Then, you know, Leonard's on him. Okay, well, I'll just step out into the corner three. He can't get out there in time. Butler matched up on him. Well, I'll just take him to the rim. He had a beautiful, like, tough shot with help coming. He sort of flipped it up. And then the parade of offensive putbacks. I thought that third quarter from 80 was, like, special, special stuff. But, uh, Trey, yeah, what what can he do? Or what do you think about the finals MVP race? What are your takeaways from this? I've got a dumb bit going on Twitter where I only compare Anthony Davis to George Mikan. But it's because he looks like <laughs> the biggest, best athlete out there. And everybody else is six foot six, just like the NBA in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. He can score anytime he wants to. He can score anytime he gets the ball. 32 last night, he took one free throw. You think Anthony Davis only got fouled one time inside? No way. The guy was getting hacked left and right. And it's so weird, the finals MVP race between these two, because it's like, when they go to Anthony Davis, he's going to score almost every single time he touches the ball. It's a high percentage shot no matter what. And like Tass is saying, they're running some plays for him, but not really. It's kind of like when he gets the ball, you can score in the next five seconds. But when LeBron is really running the show... He's an incredible scorer. He can get a basket anytime he wants to. He had a lot of big buckets inside. But as we all know, his best skill, it's passing. It's (laughs) passing. And he's going to pass the ball. LeBron had 21 potential assists last night. The Lakers were just broke from outside for a lot of the game. They had Danny Green and KCP catching these passes from LeBron. And they're bricking away. LeBron still finishes with nine assists. Almost has another triple-double in the finals. So, I don't know. It's almost like when LeBron starts taking over, the Heat are able to come back because LeBron is a little bit too unselfish, right? He's passing Mm. the ball to guys who are going to brick away. But that's why you shoot 47 threes. Even if you miss two-thirds of them, you still make 16 That's still an advantage. So, I mean, yeah, the question is what can the Heat do, but really what can the rest of the NBA do for the foreseeable future? LeBron is still in his prime. AD is 27 years old, and he's probably only going to get better now having this finals experience. So... It's tough. We might be looking at another Mike and style dynasty here. Oh my goodness, my goodness. Yeah, it, it's it's really it's tough. You feel bad. It's not a fair fight. We can no. all agree with that. With no Bam, you know, we talked about like hopefully he plays in game three. Your only chance is to put Bam solely on AD and try and slow him. And I'm not even sure he could do that the way AD's cooking with his jumper. Like the first basket of the game task is like a little sort of Dirk-like sort of fadeaway. He got a kind bounce on it, but like he's feeling it right now, Anthony Davis. He's so locked in. And then Kudos to, like, LeBron and Rondo. I thought it was awesome again. Like, they're just picking apart this zone defense. This is why zone defense doesn't work in the NBA, usually, right? I mean, guys are too great of shooters. They're just too damn good. And if you move the ball, okay, you're going to get a good luck against the zone. And, oh, yeah, then we've talked about it before. The, the One of the worst things about playing zone is, like, you got to then get the rebound. You can get the first stop. Then you got to get the rebound, but you got to find a guy. You got to put a body on a guy. And when they're bigger than you already... I mean, they just got embarrassed. I think they had an offensive rebound rate of 40%, the Lakers did in this game. Like, 30% is dominant. 40% is unreal, especially in a finals game. So, I, I just, like, I don't know what the Heat do here. Just, of course, despite getting their guys back, um, which at least then sort of, you know, evens the playing field with talent. But even then, I think the Lakers are still showing they're the much, much better team. 
Right. Yeah, they uh, the Heat at this point are just picking how they're going to get sliced up. Uh, mm-hmm. Bam uh, would come in and and potentially yeah, be the AD stopper. Slower. Uh, yeah, he'll he'll be he'll try and slow him down. But at the same time, you talk about Anthony Davis being in his first NBA Finals. Bam Adebayo, who's far younger, is in his first NBA Finals. Couldn't get his footing in Game One when he played. He was in foul trouble. So the fact that he'd come into game three on the team that's down 2-0, on the team that doesn't have as much experience up and down their roster, on the team that doesn't have LeBron James beside him to to help him through this, he's going to get picked on. And it's going to be tough for him to stay on the floor. They're going to go at him. Uh, and maybe you try and hide him in the zone a little bit like like they're doing right now. Uh, but that sort of negates his ability to, to slow down Anthony Davis. Uh, if he can at all, so it's it's gonna it's just a lot on Bam Adebayo's shoulders and his neck, which is injured, to be uh, to be healthy, uh, to to guard this superstar here in Anthony Davis, to do it at 23 years of age, uh, and to have the pressure of a, a must-win game uh, on Sunday if it comes down to him uh, being able to play. So that's their best shot, of course. He's a very very good player and he looks huge and when he blocked Jason Tatum in game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals to seal the win where his wrist was bending into the the hoop there. Yeah, he looked monstrous, but that's against Jason Tatum and he's basically the same size as Tatum and Anthony Davis. Yeah, we we've always sort of pegged him as a guy who gets injured week to week to week to week in the NBA, but he's monstrous he's very he's not just taller than bam he's wider than bam he's wider than every single player on the miami heat he's i guess maybe myers leonard he's close to but he's he's (laughs) he's got an advantage over everybody so bam is he's wishing and praying and it it just it looked a lot better going into game one than coming back with these injuries and the fact that they're down uh doesn't bode well I do like seeing the heat play zone though because it is fun watching rondo and lebron dissect a zone LeBron totally. calling like skip the ball over there then it'll yep. go past me then we have an easy alley-oop yeah. LeBron and Rondo their IQs are awesome but we haven't really seen them have to pick apart a zone you know the zone is certainly coming more into vogue there have been possessions here and there where we see LeBron but seeing them really flash their passing skills and their IQ it's awesome it's not working for the heat but it's fun to watch if you're watching from the Lakers perspective yeah no you're right it is a blast to watch them like they can just see it they see like you're saying like the three plays ahead or the three passes ahead of like how we're just gonna come dominate this zone uh, defense that they're throwing at us I said too at the top there like Lee it felt like a January a February game and I say that because it felt like the Lakers were like they can't stop us we're so damn comfortable yeah we'll pick our spots defensively but they'd like the Heat shot well in this game, you know, from the floor, from three. They got a ton of free throws. And it just felt like the Lakers were a little bit going through the motions. And I can't really blame them because, you know, the other team's obviously down two of their star players. And you felt confident after their game one victory. And they just like, that's why it just, there was something where it was fun just felt flat to me uh, watching it. Uh, it was, that's <laughs> no, the totally way I can put it. I, I agree. Uh, the same for me. I'm watching it and you're just hoping that the Heat can somehow get it to a, a point where it's like, maybe they can somehow pull this off. You know, miracles can happen, but it just never felt like that. That, that buffer zone of, was minimum of sort of 10 to 12 points there. And you just, again, like, like I thought in game one with LeBron, he is at no point taking his foot off the gas at all. He, he doesn't care at all about what's happening with the Heat. He just wants to win this championship because he's been on the other side where you've carried players and there's been players on your team have been injured and the other team doesn't care. There's no sympathy from the other team. So you just got to go out there and take care of business. And incredibly, in 10 finals appearances, this is the first time ever 
LeBron has been up 2-0 in a, in a final series. I thought that was pretty incredible. I know, you know, he, he's, he's lost six finals, but to, this is the first time ever he's been up 2-0, which was uh, pretty remarkable. So he, he wants to finish this off and, uh, and and just, you know, get off into the off season, I guess. And uh, that's what you're seeing from him. Like, you know, like when we were, when I'm watching this last night, I'm thinking like, oh, what are we going to talk about on the show tomorrow? Like, how are we really <laughs> going to sort of big this one up? Because it wasn't close. You know, the Lakers have just got a, a, a such a, a stranglehold over Miami. And Miami is hoping for guys like Kelly Olynyk, who did have a good game, you know, but that's kind of what they're relying on right now to sort of keep them competitive and close in this series. And it's just not going to work, you know, he, and he was good. But there's really, it, it's so hard to really convince yourself that anything can happen here for the Heat to get back into the series while they are, where they are right now with Bam and, and Dragic out. If both of those guys come back and they're both 100% healthy, then maybe we've got a series we can, the Heat can figure out a way to get back into it but it just doesn't feel like that right now it feels like this is just going to be over in in two more games well this was their best offensive game of the playoffs right and they still couldn't really get within 10 points for the entirety of the fourth quarter like i mean it's great that they've got the offense figured out but what are you going to do defensively when the two biggest guys are on the other side and they can score anytime lebron and 80 they can get a two anytime they want lebron can generate a three anytime he wants and then you got about a 50-50 shot of 80 getting the rebound once KCP misses. So right. you're in a tough spot. I don't know. I don't know what the what the solution is. Play man one possession, play zone one possession. Maybe you keep them guessing a little bit. You just got to hope that uh, the Lakers stay cold from three and that it doesn't add up to 16 <laughs> while you hit a lot from three. That's the only yeah. way the Heat are winning a game here is massively outshooting the Lakers. Yeah, I mean, Miami had this within nine points, I guess, right, um, in, the, in the fourth quarter. But they could never. There was it was never in doubt. There was no yeah. real scare there for the Lakers because they did have this ability, despite missing a lot of threes on the night because they shot a ton. They were always hitting like one where it was like, "Here come the Heatley a little bit." Like, yeah. okay, maybe. But then like Rondo made one at the end of the third quarter, and then Kuzma made one early in the fourth quarter, and always made that lead like back to like. 11, 12, 13. Um, you know, Markeith Morris had one a couple minutes later. Again, the Heat were within nine. Okay, here we go. Got to make your push now. And then they just, all these guys, all the role players, again, on a night where they didn't shoot in amazingly from deep, timely, timely buckets just to <laughs> yeah. keep, like, keep them at bay there. Um, so we will see game three. I, like, let me ask it this way. Are you more, are you more, do you think this is more likely to end in a sweep than any other finish to this series. Like, you know, so it's Lakers 4-0 or you can take any other outcome of this of this finals test. What, what would you go? Or do you still believe that he could win a game? I'm definitely going sweep. The injuries are, are <laughs> play a huge factor into my decision. It's just, uh, here's a conspiracy theory, a Lakers backcourt conspiracy theory. Okay. Maybe the Lakers, Danny and Kenny, Danny Green and Contavious Caldwell-Pope are missing on purpose because they okay. know Anthony Davis is going to get the rebound and that's just far more disheartening and debilitating for the Miami Heat defense to... Okay, Kenny, Kenny hits a three, KCP hits a three. All right, we can live with that. It's going to happen. We're leaving him open. But what really strikes a dagger to the heart is an offensive rebound putback. That maybe... Maybe the way they win game three is Bam Adebayo come back and just being able to box out. Not necessarily stop Anthony Davis, sure. uh, but hope that they somehow don't go to him over and over and over again. Uh, it's it's just so much. And then, you know, LeBron's going to destroy him. And then, at some point, I know Danny Green is looking quite hobbled, running up and down the floor, but at some point, it's going to go in, I think. Uh, <laughs> a shot or two or three or or Kenny. So uh, there's just too many factors, I think. I, I don't... 
Yeah, I mean, we all feel dumb. Uh, not all of us. I know Skeets, you picked the Lakers. The rest of us feel <laughs> dumb seven, yeah. for 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 <laughs> for riding it because we were all excited for the Miami Heat. Uh, yeah, the the injuries are just too much to overcome. So I pick four. I think. Uh, yeah. What do you What do you think, Lee? Go ahead. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's There's no way the Heat can uh, really win a game uh, at where they are right now. Uh, the Lakers are just too dominant, too strong. And uh, LeBron said, you know, why is Anthony Davis, why do they get along? And he said, because they're not jealous of each other. So we'll see about that finals MVP, you know. But honestly, I don't think really LeBron cares all that much. He's got three of them already. He wants that. I disagree with that. I don't know. Come on. He's got, he, he wants the championship. And if he gets it, it's great. But it's not. That's not. He's not going to be too upset about it. You don't think it'll keep LeBron out of the Hall of Fame if he doesn't get another finals MVP? I don't know. I mean, look, look, you know, it's, um, considering everything LeBron's been through, it's, he deserves to get an easy championship, really, doesn't he? I mean, he's gone up against, (laughs) no, I mean, look, he's gone up against like, like the, the the Warriors that were just, they came out of nowhere and all of a sudden became one of the greatest franchises. uh, Hold on, hold on. LeBron's team's been the favorite in the finals half the time he's been there, have they not? Do you think? I don't know. Yeah, but all, four heat teams were like had to have been the favorites yeah but not when he was and the then first time in cleveland no way against the spurs no i just did the math for you. he's been to 10 yeah. four times in miami and now this one yeah yeah okay yeah i suppose <laughs> it does check out there but yeah. uh, but, no, but hang on hang on hang on hang on he, i don't think he would have been favorite all those times again uh for miami you don't think so against the spurs one yeah that's i think the spurs would have been the spurs one year one favorite yeah, yeah but maybe, uh, maybe okay yeah, it's, you know what? The thing is, though, is it's just kind of deflating because this bubble has been incredible. The playoffs have been incredible. Yeah. We've seen some awesome games, some awesome excitement, and some genuinely, like, three or four teams could have won this championship this year. Mm-hmm. So it's just a bummer that it's getting gotten to the finals and one team is so shorthanded that, that uh, it, it's making it easier for the other team. Even if they're at full strength, you know, the Lakers deserve to be favorite going into this mm-hmm. final series. It's just sort of sucked the life out of it now that you know that the Heat can't compete as they are at the moment. That's yeah, it. JVG nailed it when he said, yeah, you know, they were down by 32 when Bam and Dragic were still playing. So <laughs> even having them back, it's tough. Um, I don't know. It's probably going to be a sweep. Maybe the Heat get hot from one, but just start working on your game plans now. Every other team in the NBA, how are you going to deal with this? How are you going to deal with it? Well, you can't Davis, guard Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis is a free agent. Maybe he signs with the, maybe he signs with the Bulls. Color the Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. What were you going to say there, Tess? Well, listen, I agree with Lee that it is deflating after two great months and incredible experiment here. But every championship series of every major sport is going to be a downer. We don't deserve a good finals or a good championship series in any sport. It just feels like hockey was meh, meh. Feels like the World Series is going to be that way as well. Uh, I think every championship series is going to be lame-o. Uh, what but about what, the WNBA Finals is uh, putting on a show? Yeah, we got a 1-0. 1-0 for... Uh, yeah, it's early. Yeah, yeah. Game two uh, Sunday afternoon. Looking mm-hmm. forward to think, that. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. It's a nice nice afternooner mm-hmm. while, the, while the NBA Finals uh, to keep going at night. So, yeah, you can squeeze it in there. Squeeze it in. Uh, I, I will say what I'm looking forward to, what I'm watching for is somebody to write an article about LeBron James' potential assists. Is LeBron James going to get out there in the media, control the media, get somebody to write a story about his P assists? Because the numbers are going to favor Anthony Davis a little bit. Uh, He's not missing, so his field goal percentage is higher. He's scoring more. The thing that LeBron has is the assist numbers and, again, all those guys missing around him, like, like Trey mentioned earlier, 
his assist numbers could be sky high. So to give him an MVP <laughs> boost, I think he really does care about the, the finals MVP. He's going to get somebody, because he likes controlling the narrative as much as he says he doesn't, to write an article about potential wow. assists, potentially. So if that happens, he might win finals MVP. Because oh, we all buy in. We all dig in as soon as we read articles about LeBron. I, did, well, I, I just did the math test. He's, um, he's averaging 21 potential assists a game. Can you imagine if all those went in? It's a lot of assists. That's a lot of assists. It's like John Stockton out there. That's crazy. Uh, Yeah, I will say it's right now. If I had a Finals MVP vote, I would give it to Anthony Davis after two games. But I do think it's so. I think it's close enough still that anything that potentially happens in Game Three or Four, maybe more, it's not like LeBron can't win this. And like even rightfully solely like it, <laughs> well, seriously yeah maybe if he just stops going to anthony davis and uh and LeBron well, that's what i said we, that, that's the heat's only chance they need to pit them against each other yeah, for that yeah. individual accomplishment that's what has to happen here yeah and, but they love each other too much they respect exactly. each other i guess too much yeah exactly i don't, uh, I don't know there's not a yeah. lot more to add no <laughs> there's not but there's not unfortunately that that's a thing like i say watching it last night you just kind of like i just don't feel that the heat are really close even though even though that third quarter was a fun quarter. It was a fun quarter, but uh, it was like, they're not going to do it, though. I mean, you try to, you just try to be like, come on, let's just do it because it'd be crazy. But, uh, nah. Hey, how does this potentially, if the Lakers <laughs> sweep, all right? Okay, Lakers sweep. Stick with me here. Does that help LeBron's case because against, you know, the, in the GOAT conversation, because MJ never <laughs> swept the finals? <laughs> so, will people, you know, use that in the LeBron uh, ledger of like, hey, look, he swept in a bubble, a weird environment there. He took down the heat in, in four. Well, uh, look, MJ never did. Yeah. It took him five, uh, you know, was the, the least, I guess, it took him in the finals, right? And then a lot of sixes. Third franchise, third finals MVP if he gets it. And uh, the Lakers gives him something, I suppose. But uh, nah. No, nah, no. Still, nah. yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. He'd be, what, four and six overall, right? Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. The finals. yeah. And, I, and you know what? I'm happy for him because if he was three and seven, Oh, it, you know, it just it just sucks if it would be three and seven. You know, like <laughs> I guess, it yeah. sucks. Uh, like because 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 seriously, if he got to three and seven, right? How many years has he got seriously left to win an, another couple of championships? Ten. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> sure. But realistically, to be a, still a dominant player, if he was three and seven, you'd like. There's no way he can get to five hundred. He's not going to get there. But right. now, at four and six. It's realistic that he could still get to 500. It sure is when you're paired with Anthony Davis, like Trey said. He's going to end up plus 500, I think. Wow. Really? You would put money on... I I mean, LeBron is at worst, like, the second best player in the league. And Davis is at worst, the fourth best player in the league? Like, (laughs) he's only getting better. He's he gets to play with LeBron now. Like, this is the first season we've seen AD playing with LeBron. He's going to be playing with LeBron theoretically for the rest of at least LeBron's career, Anthony Davis will sign with the Bulls at some point when he's past his prime. <laughs> yeah, of course. He's been clocking the titles. Come come home, get the golden parachute. But for the meantime, they're going to rack him up. People are comparing it to Shaq and Kobe for a reason. Yeah, you see that stat too. It's, uh, I mean, it's a weird little one, but uh, it is LeBron and AD, first Lakers duo to score at least 32 points. A little specific, that is. In a finals game since... Game three against the New Jersey Nets in 2002, when, of course, Shaq and Kobe did it. 
Um, remember that series? That was a that sweep, was a, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a sweep. Yeah. <laughs> Feels pretty similar when you're yeah. like, what can the Nets do to stop yeah. Shaquille O'Neal? Yeah, He's skinnier now. They had, uh, yes. wasn't that big toddy in the middle? Uh, uh, wizard? Yeah, was it? I think yeah, Aaron, Aaron Williams and Todd McCullough, wasn't it? I think oh, is there. Sure. Uh, There's yeah. 12 fouls for you right there. Oh, God. People well, in the chat no, are saying that if LeBron wants to lock in finals MVP, he's got to guard Anthony Davis next game. <laughs> <laughs> he blocks him, <laughs> stares him down, flexes. I was going to say, though, like we're talking like the hack of Shaq was at least a strategy you could at least try against yeah. the Lakers, put him on the line. You can't do that with Anthony Davis Lee. The guy's no. like money there. I know he barely shot any in game two, but like he oh, is yeah. an incredible free throw shooter. So he, yeah, that, good luck he, doing that. Yeah, I mean, he's got great range. He can shoot the three, but that mid-range as well feels like he just does not miss yeah, from no. that that sort of either on the on the wing there or the top of the paint or the baseline. Like he's he just knocks that down. And, and, and again, how can you actually even contest that when he's so tall? <clears throat> A high release point there. Yeah, and he's on fire and he's feeling good. Uh, you know, everything is just coming together. Perfect storm for Anthony Davis right now because, as I say, he uh, had only won one playoff series prior to coming down to the bubble, and we always wondered, like, you know, is he is he a really, really good player? Can he carry a team? Now, he's not carrying this team because he's on a very, very good team, but he's certainly out there dominating and showing, like, there's virtually no matchup at all out there right now mm-hmm. for him. And, um, you know. So all it's, playoffs it's long, let's be honest. No, there's, that's right, yeah. I mean, no, no one's, one's really been, and and uh, you know that's like kind of I guess what Trey's saying there going forward. How do you even stop a guy who's got so much versatility to his offensive game and is a great defensive player? So and he's in his prime. Um, there's not there's not a lot of options out. There's not a lot of guys who you can look at and go, this guy could maybe give Anthony Davis some trouble. Hmm. Maybe this is all the uh, sports writers' fault. Now that you say it, Lee uh, should have just given Anthony Davis Defensive Player of the Year. Should have gave LeBron another uh, MVP for the regular season. Maybe like they might be more amped up here. What the hell's going on? Why don't you guys respect us? And they're taking it out on the poor Miami Heat. I don't know. Yeah. Charles, there. Charles Barkley saying he's not a killer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've fired them up even more, and they're already a great team. Obviously, we're one of the best teams uh, all regular season. Okay, so let's move on. Unless you guys have anything else to add, we'll, we'll pray and hope for Bam back for Game 3. Maybe even Dragic gives it a go. Guy's tough as nails. I think, I think both of them would have played... If there's no, you know, training staff saying no, you guys can't <laughs> yeah. play. Like, I, it sounds by That's all reports that they said, wanted yeah. to. Yeah, like these these guys are are tough son of a bitches. So uh, I'd imagine they would have given a go, but they're trying to like you gotta. You don't want these guys to kill their careers and stuff like that. So Hey, listen. Hey, we'll listen. See. The Lakers have just done what they're supposed to do. Taking care of home court. <laughs> That's right. Going that hologram on the floor. Yeah, you're right. You're a terrible road team. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. The series hasn't even started yet, Tess. No, nope, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Okay, let's uh, take a quick break to pay the bills, and then we'll talk a little Doc Rivers. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. What's your favorite uh, Kendrick Lamar song, Lee? Uh, the one he did with uh, Taylor Swift. 
Okay. <laughs> uh, it was called uh, Bad Blood, wasn't it? He did that. He did a. Uh, he was did he that. on a Bad Blood remix? Yes, he was. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a good tune. You're a Swifty, yeah. are you? You're a Swifty. I'm a Swifty. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wasn't, but I, she got me. She she yeah. reeled me in. Yeah. And her uh, latest album, a uh, little folklore fan or no? Uh, very, very different. I, from... I think I've only heard the one track off okay. that. Yeah. Mm. Big, but, big uh, Swifty fan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think I converted, really, it was my, my son converted me because he liked listening to Ken, uh, to uh, Taylor in the car. And then all of a sudden I sort of get it, got more and more songs. And Yeah, she's great. She's very talented. Very, very talented. Singer-songwriter. What's interesting to me is, if I'm correct, I don't know for how, how uh, well you guys know her, but she's from Philadelphia. <laughs> I think what? She? Oh, born and raised. Well, she's from uh, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, thought, she's from Tennessee. No, oh, she I mean, moved she's... to Bel Air. Yeah, she moved into a big house in Bel Air. Taylor Swift. Are we talking house. about here? I thought she was from Philadelphia, but became <laughs> a uh, country singer, which was weird. I thought but, she's uh, very vocal about Nashville, uh, Tennessee, though. Uh, looks like Lee's right. She was born in <laughs> West Reading, Swifty, Pennsylvania. She must have when did he move up? She moved. Uh, the family relocated to a lakefront house in Hendersonville, Tennessee, when she was 14 years old. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice. What, 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 this guy got the bio down pat. And why'd you bring that up out of curiosity? Uh, just <laughs> because the... I thought it was unusual that she was a country oh. sort of singer. Okay, got you. Got being you. from Philadelphia. Right, right, right. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> we had uh, some big news over the last couple of days. Doc Rivers reached an agreement on a five-year contract to become the next coach of the Philadelphia 76ers. Well, maybe Taylor Swift's going to move back now to Philadelphia <laughs> to watch the team up close. Doc's deal with the Sixers happened just three days after he parted uh, ways with the Clippers. So let me just ask it like this, Tass, to get us started. Is Doc the right coach, you think, for Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, and the Sixers here? He's definitely going to do some good. I think the two big problems they had were their stars weren't being held accountable. So Doc Rivers can't come in and do that. He's got to get the most out of Joel Embiid. And that's a hard, hard job. I think their other problem, we all know watching their offense, is that they just haven't been able to get the most out of their talent on the offensive end because they're all sort of taking each other's space. And you got to be creative to have... Really, there's no knockdown shooter uh, on that team. And so they're just clogging the lane. So is Doc going to be creative enough to open up that lane to be able to get Joel Embiid uh, his touches inside? That's my question. Can he can he get the most out of this team as far as uh, you know, just being focused on the job? That's a Doc Rivers trade. He should be able to do that. I was a little bit more excited just from a casual perspective. Uh, you know, if I'm if I'm a t- Taylor Swift and I'm just a Philadelphia 76ers fan, <laughs> I just kind of wanted to see Mike D'Antoni in there because I think he would have the most offensive ingenuity for all those dudes. Hmm. Is he the hardest guy to play for? No, I think that, that probably uh, favors Doc Rivers more. So I get why they're going with uh, Doc. I'm just not so sure with the roster that they have right now. Tobias Harris, Al Horford, Josh Richardson clogging it for Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons that they're going to be able uh, to do it under under Doc. That's why I thought, yeah, it would just been a more of a uh, a basketball experiment. It would have been fun basketball nerdum if we could watch Mike right. D'Antoni try and make this thing happen. It's a good signing, though. Uh, it's not. It's definitely not a bad signing. But is the offense going to be good? I, I don't know, uh, unless they, they, they really change that up. 
Yeah, I mean, Philly's not a lot different than L.A., right? Trey, really, like, what Doc's doing, he's got a bunch of stars, two all-stars, and high expectations. Like, mm-hmm. win a title. Like, let's yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. And like Tass is saying, he's a guy that stars have always played for, but the locker rooms tend to have a few problems when you're just kind of letting the stars do what they want to. That being said, I do think I kind of like the fit with Doc a little bit more than Mike D'Antoni just because Doc plays a more traditional style, and I think that that's kind of what the Sixers will be looking at considering Mm. they have so many big guys and guys that play inside. It's a little closer to the Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan era of the Clippers where they were getting a lot of baskets inside, but like Tass is saying... Those teams, Doc's teams have always had a shooter who runs around like crazy, whether it be J.J. Redick, Ray Allen, Landry Shamit is the guy now. There's got to be somebody who's going to be creating space from the perimeter for the Sixers. That's something for them to figure out. But the whole coaching search for the Sixers has been strange to me. It's kind of like whoever's the hottest name out, that's exactly <laughs> who they want. And to me, you're taking the power out of Elton Brand in the front office's hands, which maybe that's a good idea. They haven't made a lot of great choices, but it's kind of like you just want – the biggest name that's out there. And I understand that if you're playing for a title, you want a coach who has been there, has a little bit of experience, but Mm -hmm. it feels like the front office isn't really making the calls and it's ownership here. Yeah. Ziller said, I saw in his newsletter, Lee, what he thinks the Sixers are doing here is they're buying an image of stability and respect because everyone loves and sort of respects Doc Rivers. What what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with that for sure. I I think Doc has been around so for so long that everyone understands that uh, when he comes there, he does get teams playing pretty well. Mm -hmm. The question marks are when it comes to the playoffs, but even that is kind of blown out of proportion a little bit because his teams always get there and people pile on for the 3-1 losses in the playoffs. But at the same time, you know that Doc Rivers' teams are going to be pretty good for the most part. So I think uh, I think if you're a Sixers fan, you, you, you're intrigued. But hold on, what... aren't the Sixers already pretty good? <laughs> and they're yeah, I mean, the I level? guess uh, yeah, I guess, the, and their playoffs ended uh, pretty badly this season. But of course, yeah. Ben Simmons wasn't there for yeah. them. But um, you know, I think you just sort of think, okay, this is a respected voice. He knows how to coach stars. He's been around stars for a long time. It should be good. I I personally would have liked to have seen Dan Tony because I want to see someone unlock that offense, and maybe Doc Rivers can. So we'll see. But uh, but it's funny what Trey was saying there. I agree. It was kind of like, oh, Ty Lue's going to Philadelphia. Then it's like, Dan Tony's going to Philadelphia. Doc Rivers, okay, we'll take him. So... A little bit. Just wait it out. Maybe you'll get Eric Spolstra. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, a little bit sort of, um, you know, they're trying to project an image of stability, but that to me seems almost instable how it was kind of like the big rumor was, uh, you know, I thought D'Antoni was a lock to go there, and then and then Doc Rivers comes available a week ago, and they're like, okay, we want him now. Sorry, Mike, you're out. So, mm-hmm. so uh, yeah, big big uh, big season for Philadelphia. Either way, you know, they they have to they have to be different while still being very very good. They have to show that like this is not just going to be a repeat of what they've seen the last couple of years of sometimes good, sometimes bad, but ultimately not really any closer to a championship. Each NBA team that has hired Doc has had that increase, Lee, in the first uh, in their win total in the first yeah. season they hire him. Yeah, you know, the Clippers like were plus one game, but a lot of the other stops that he was at, obviously the Magic in Boston, they got better uh, right away because he's in there. Woj wrote in his article like, "There's maybe hope that a reunion with Doc and Tobias Harris can make him impactful again." Um, of course, you know he played for the Clippers, and that's when Tobias Harris was like really playing dominant basketball like he was shooting well 21 points per game 50 percent from the floor money from three like 43 percent 
I don't know about that. That seems like a bit of a reach. That's not like a little worrisome if that is actually what they're <laughs> thinking. I'm sure that's just included in the article to make it a little longer and like, hey, this might be great. Maybe Tobias Harris can hit shots again when Doc Rivers is, uh, you know, with his weird voice barking out orders. Um, but you just hope that's not the only reason <laughs> you go and get Doc Rivers because they're like, well, damn, we're screwed with Tobias Harris. Well, when did he last play good? Well, Doc was there. Well, go get him, man. Let's see if that works. But, uh, yeah, it's only going to come down. We always say this, right, uh, Tass? Like, it's really Embiid. Like, what type of Embiid are you going to get locked in here? And and the mindset of him. He is your star. Ben is incredible. Don't get me wrong. But, like, Embiid is a monster. Can be. Can he just do it consistently? And, uh, you know, you got to go hand in hand. It's got to be a dunk and pop type of uh, relationship if you can find it that trust between a coach and a star player and see if Doc, maybe maybe he gels a little bit better with, with Embiid than a Brett Brown. I could see it happening, for sure. Yeah, and it, the, Joel Embiid is at the point of his career where maybe he wants to turn it around. Man, I sound like myself 12 months ago when it was the beginning of last season and Joel Embiid was saying that he cut out this of his diet and cut this out of his diet and cut this out of his diet and was going to have an MVP run and me... Trey, others were picking him as a, as a potential finals or a potential MVP for the season. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go down that road right now. I okay. think the the hotter rumor and uh, some potential because it is the Sacramento Kings. Uh, Jason Jones has an article on the Athletic, and we talked about it last week. Buddy Heald yeah. being available, and is there a match for a trade with this Philadelphia 76ers? It sure doesn't seem like it, uh, but the Kings. Uh, and Buddy Heald aren't seeing eye to eye. He was not happy with Luke Walton as head coach because he put him on the bench. He's not answering Luke Walton's calls, uh, according <laughs> to Jason Jones. So it just doesn't seem he wasn't happy during the regular season either. So is there a trade to be made for Al Horford? I guess Tobias Harris has to stay because he's uh, Doc's friend. Uh, Al Horford uh, as the Kings center of the future with Marvin Bagley. There. Ugh. No, I, I just you shouldn't do that. You should not, uh, because he just uh, Horford doesn't fit the timeline there. But if if they attach, but they need a shooter. They, they, they need to change it up in Philadelphia or a too. pick, though. You're doing that if you're Sacramento, I think, because Buddy's going to be gone anyway. He just want to be there. So if it takes, okay, you got to get Horford, whoever. Oh uh, yeah, that sort of sucks. But if you get if if you're like, well, we will only do this if Matisse Thybulle's in the mix, or Ooh. obviously, yeah. I mean, that's what, yeah. the only reason I think the Kings would do it, and then I would do it in a heartbeat. If if you're attaching a obviously a young promising player or a pick like that. Is that the best that the the Kings can get though? Oh, I no, if they I, shop around the league, maybe I don't know. Hopefully, Fibel would be nice, but I doubt yeah. the Sixers would do that. But then again, Doc Rivers doesn't play young guys, so uh, <laughs> also true. maybe he's like, "Well, we're not going to play him. Get rid of him. We got yeah, I got to I got Tobias back, baby." Buddy <laughs> looks like the perfect player for today's NBA, though. I, I would. They just signed him to a monstrous deal that seemed like a very good deal at the time. He's obviously. Not really worked out in the locker room all that well, but you'd think that he'd get you something back that's real good, a really good draft pick, and even a, a decent player beside that too. So I don't, I, I don't know if Thibel does it either, but the Kings are—they uh, like to take some chances. They do, they do indeed. <laughs> I'm excited to see Ben Simmons with Doc Rivers. You know, hopefully back healthy. Um, there's been a lot of comparisons, parts of their games, I guess, like what Doc did with Blake Griffin, right? And, uh, you know, can he have success like that with uh, Ben Simmons? I think there's obviously a big differences in some of their games, but uh, you can see what he means there. He might There's a lob potential threat. You know, we had Lob City with the Clips. Ben Simmons can throw a lob. Um, so I'm excited. I love it. Sounds like Elvin Gentry might join him on the Sixers coaching staff as well. And then I would assume, Lee, that Lou is going to take over for the Clippers. 
Um, though I guess he's going to possibly uh, look at that Pelicans job as well, and he's got a relationship with David Blatt. Uh, David Blatt. <laughs> David Griffin. Um, yeah. So there's like four or five spots still open, right? I, I saw like that Ty Lue was interviewing with the uh, the Clippers, the Rockets, and the oh, Pelicans the yeah, right. uh, yeah. this weekend. So, yeah, he's getting one of them. It's just uh, which one does he want? Which one would you take out of those three? Clippers, mm. Rockets, or Pelicans? I mean, do you want the sort of the, the, the prospects mm. there in New Orleans, or do you want the sort of team that's a little bit closer to a championship in the Rockets and the Clippers, or but there's a bit of chaos there too with those Rockets and Clippers. So. Wow, that's tough. Clippers, yeah. Clippers. Yeah, Ty Lue smoothed over the uh, the issues in Cleveland, took him to a title immediately. That's what he's got to be thinking. I'm doing, but it's like, are there only four coaches in the NBA? That's the mm. thing. It's like the same guys are up for every single yeah. job. There are other guys out there. Let's give somebody a chance. Somebody had to take a chance on Ty Lue. Somebody had to take a t- chance on Nick Nurse. Tom Thibodeau back in the day worked out as a as a First time coaching hire. There's got to be other people besides some 70 year olds. Yeah. Yeah. No, there are. There for sure. Are there? Well, are there? Because well, it's well, always the same names. I know. I know. It's that, that, that's that star name, right? You can put it in the press release. It looks good. Oh, I know who that guy is. You know, some, the casual fan at least is like, oh, yeah, great. Doc Rivers, he won a title. Oh, yeah. How many titles that guy got? Didn't he like, how many wins that guy got? He's got like a thousand wins. He must be incredible. Um, no, but you're right. So you'd like to see, and some of these assistant coaches get a chance. And uh, hopefully some of them will, because there are a lot of open spots still, though Ty's going to have one of these, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, D'Antoni's now fascinating because yeah. maybe he just takes a year off or, and, and doesn't see something he likes. Who knows? We'll, we'll wait to find out. All right, let's take uh, one more quick break. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy, and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, it's Saturday, but we didn't have a show Friday. So Saturday is now Five Star Friday. Exciting stuff, Trey. Oh, yeah, it's Five Star Saturday. Still kind of works when you say it out loud. 
I'm going to read you five of the best five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Your reviews help move us up the rankings. We haven't gotten to number one overall podcast yet, but we're getting closer. Every day we're getting closer. Our first one from PA77ON, great b-ball podcast, is the title. The body says, the best and funniest basketball podcast out there. Only way it could get better is if they could re-release their old TBJ sneaker t-shirt, as that was easily my favorite shirt I've ever owned. Ooh. This is a pretty good idea. Throwback t-shirts from us? Yeah. <laughs> that was really? a great shirt. I don't know. I guess we don't have a photo of it uh, at our disposal right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't know. A, I know my shirt of it is destroyed. Yeah. Is it? I was feeling the sweat in that one. We're talking <laughs> massive pit stains. But if you guys still got the artwork, we could do that. We could do like a, a no season required vintage tour t-shirt. Oh, I Ten like year that. anniversary. Is, it's, uh, like, it's like retro yeah. jerseys, right? Like everybody loves it when the Raptors put on their purple pinstripes. If we put on a basketball Jones shirt, people would be going crazy. There's something to that. Yeah, Lee's right, too. Ten-year anniversary coming up. Wow. That's big. That's big. It's a good call. We're doing that. All right, that's a good one. Good start. All right, our next five-star review comes from Drop Lover. The title, oh, no, you can't forget Capono. Jason Capono <laughs> is the greatest, and these no-dinks guys never forget. Official Jason Capono mentions three, updated September 30th. Oh, wow. He had been mentioned twice before on the No Ducks Instagram story. But welcome to the big leagues, Drop Lover. The Capono counter is here, and now you got to notch it up to four. Will we catch the wedgies by the end of the season for Jason oh, wow. Capono yeah. mentions? All right. Only well, time will tell. We should try and get Jason Capono on the podcast. <laughs> sure. I bet he he's can, available. Yeah, or like maybe uh, he can be like our Matt Damon joke at the end of every show. Like, you know, sorry, sorry, Jason Capono, we ran out of time. Uh, he's just waiting in the wings there on our Zoom call here. Sorry, we'll get to you tomorrow. Okay, Capono shoutouts. Love it. All right, number three comes from Snickerbritches. The title, To the Skin. Your boys always dropping those classics, socking those dingers, and shaving those balls. <laughs> Best podcast available for your ear holes to enjoy, love. Snicker britches. Hey, we love you, Snicker britches. Uh, that's a good one. Good one. Very good. That's just, that's just a good one. All right. How, how, hey, wait, well, hold on. How are your balls doing right now, Lee? Uh, fine, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> How are yours? I don't think we ask each other How enough, right? <laughs> no, but you should you should make sure you do self evaluation, guys. Get yourself checked. There's no uh, laughing matter. As I laugh, Lee, you're actually 100 percent right. Yeah. Straight faced, you are right. Yeah. All right. right. <laughs> and our next one comes from Still Left, who calls us the best b-ball pod. Been a long time listener since the Basketball Jones days. It's a make or miss biz, and these fellas are the best b-ball pod out there. I think all the guys on the show are great, but have a soft spot in my heart for Lee. Aww. I'm invested and I just want him to have success. <laughs> Admittedly, I may care a little too much. I think I'm at the point where I'm expending a little too much of my personal energy rooting for him. Turn up, kill the flies and possums. Lee, you got a massive fan out there. Nice. Yeah, Not just thank one. Thank you to Roxana for uh, submitting that one. Very nice job there. <laughs> no, that's why it said rooting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she knows. She knows. <laughs> oh, and J- JD has uh, got the Basketball Jones old T-shirt oh, right wow. there. There, there it is. That's Melissa's body right there. Yeah, oh, are, that's a Melissa chest. That's, yeah. that, hey, look, that is a damn nice shirt. We had a fan do that for us, didn't we? Or yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes, yes. I, I don't have the art, I don't think. No, I don't. Oh, either. no. We're going to have to go deep into the archives. We'll yeah. find it somehow. I'm going to we'll check. Find. I'll check all my... Psst. 
I got a PSD somewhere. <laughs> Check those PSDs while I read this last five-star review. Comes from Tweet of the Week Army member Real Real Neil, who says no dunks is worthy of kid slang. This pod is lit. Fire commentary. Production smacks. Daily slappers. Say less. Big bets. Haters with the one stars. Hella sus. No cap, but the name's a little extra, though. Intros are humor. Sixes with the fam vibe compared to other sports shows. Low-key, pretty nice with the editing, too. Don't miss. Goat. Wow. Oh, how do you do, fellow kids? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Next review, I want to see some old-timey, like, 1900s compliments. Right. I don't know what those are, but uh, mm. I'm sure they're on the internet somewhere. You can hit us with some 90s slang as well, but uh, we appreciate it. Real deal, Neil. Happy you're still around, bud. This awesome. podcast is the bee's knees. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that would definitely be one. Uh, the yeah, cat's thank pajamas. You so much. Thank cat's you so jammed. much to everybody for dropping those five-star Friday reviews. Uh, it doesn't have to be Friday for you to leave one, of course. Any day, if you listen to the podcast on Apple, go and uh, hit your boys with that five-star rating and review. Like Trey said off the top, it does help in terms of rankings. Uh, these are fun to read here, but there is a reason uh, that we're asking you guys to do this. So help us out if you can. And thank you so much. Okay. We're almost done here, but we got Tweet of the Night. Mmm. Tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. Tonight's Tweet of the Night is a two-parter. First part via ESPN's Dave McMenamin on Danny Green. He said the Lakers' Danny Green was experiencing hip tightness in Game 2 and will be reevaluated tomorrow. Now, if you saw him, he was at the scores table. He looked like a real old man getting a post-exercise stretch in. It looked like he was going for his power walk, potentially with his ankle weights. Uh, He was just stretching out that hip. Made me feel exactly like I do today. Uh, After playing a little bit of spike ball. Mm -hmm. There it is. Oh, yeah. There's Luna watching, too. Few of us getting on the uh, on the spike ball court there in that lush, lush (laughs) grass on Skeet's lawn there. Uh, Absolute... Blast. There's a couple injury ports today. A friend, yeah. Jared Dent, shoulder strain, <laughs> game time decision. David Grisham, out of shape, probable for the next game. Uh, I got myself, lower back. I got lower back issue here this morning. There you go. There you go. Lie. Yeah. I got a hip like DG. I think I landed on my hip, even though that lush grass couldn't cushion it enough. I got a bruise. Uh, so great, great game of spike ball. What a game. What wow, a game. I said, I said, I don't want to be too old. Uh, I don't want to start playing pickleball or anything. I think spike ball is a nice balance, you know? That's You're not going to yeah. injure yourself. Play pickleball. Yeah, it's yeah. athletic still. And no offense to the pickleball players out there. I'm going to still play tennis until uh, I'm a little too, too old. And then we'll move to pickleball. It's supposed to be a lot of fun, Tass. Really Yeah, nice. yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, spike ball season in full effect down here in the south because it is beautiful weather right now. It's mm-hmm. not stinking, stinking hot. So you can actually uh, get out there and enjoy the outdoors. Spike ball weather. That's what they <laughs> said. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm glad we saw Luna there too. She was really enjoying the game. Okay, let's call it for today uh we're gonna be back on monday so no show on sunday we'll be back on monday morning to break down game three of the nba finals got that earlier start on sunday night by the way 7 30 p.m eastern time so make sure you make note of that email us your questions and comments for the next beach stepping podcast you know we'll hit the beach next week at some point go grab yourself some sweet no dunks merchandise at nodunks.com and if you haven't already Subscribe to The Athletic. Tell them that we sent you. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. And right now you can still sign up 
for a dollar a month. An unbelievable offer. You get some of the best sports writing in the world, all of the podcasts, not even just the NBA ones. I mean, if you're a soccer fan, if you're a football fan, Lee, I know you are. The Athletic has killer, um, you know, soccer coverage, football mm-hmm. coverage. Like, it's honestly next-level stuff. So, $1 a month, theathletic.com slash no dunks. Clipper bros! You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember, before Game 3 of the NBA Finals, the WNBA Finals, get going. Game 2, Sunday afternoon, Aces, Storm, Brianna Stewart, Finals MVP favorite after a 37-point game in game number one. Go Storm. Embrace the day, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.